Ladies and gents, welcome to Tommy G Talks. Today is another Tea with Tommy G episode. And today my guest, not only is he a friend, not only have I known him for about 15 years, played football with him uh, and worked with him on various projects before, but he is the author of this book here, Did You Win? Did You Score? It covers many topics that are important for parents to consider when they have a child who is not just maybe interested in football, but any sport, on how they can better support their child's development and growth. But today, we're not just going to be talking about football or kids' development. We're also going to be sharing ideas and inspiration around your own development, things that you can consider to help you reach your goals in whatever it is that you're choosing to put your time and energy into. So without further ado, let's get stuck into this episode. Team with Tommy G with Perry Colby. So here we are then, Perry. We, we meet again we meet because again. you have been on Tommy G Talks podcast before many moons ago. Many moons ago, yeah. Uh, but this is a new concept now, so it's tea with Tommy G. Looking forward to the tea, yeah. We put the kettle on, yeah. and you have um, the time it takes for that kettle to boil to answer one really, really important question. Oh, wow, so okay. if we're ready back there with the button, we will put the kettle on now. Thank you. Go for it. Um, Perry? Yes. What do people need to know about Perry Cobb? need to know about me? Well, primarily, I'm a children's football coach. Um, have been for 20 years at all levels of the game, from professional football, um, grassroots. I now run um, my own soccer school called Pleasant Street Soccer. We do weekly sessions, we have a private academy, and we do holiday camps, um, which takes up a lot of my time. Um, I've written, recently written a book, um, which took many, many, many years, as you know. Um, oh, shall I? Shall yeah, I? Show, can I? Yeah. Um, did you win? Did you score? How to help your child succeed at football and life, which is my life's work. Yeah, do you know what? Some of it is a bit harsh. Um, yeah. And I probably wish I'd toned some of it down a little bit. Now oh, it's there now. It's No one likes being told what to do. So if you... Uh, use it as a reference book and then yeah. the chapter list and go, oh, that's interesting. And then you don't have much context before it. Okay. So I said, oh, tell me what to do here yeah. a little bit. But in the introduction, I do say, you know, it's not my right to tell anyone how to do anything. Nice. I'm just using my experience and saying what the possibilities are. Right. Um, so if you do this or if this is happening, it might be because of this. Sure. Um, and then it might just make them aware. So it's awareness and then go, do you know what, I've never thought of that, I'm going to keep an eye on that from now on, which is a good start. Yes, so exactly. You might go, like rubbish, I've been doing that for years. I know it everything. Doesn't, I know everything. I've taught Pep everything. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and <laughs> it, it, it doesn't affect your child. But if there's three or four things in there, you're thinking, oh, actually, I'll do that, 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 and that. You might want to look, okay, maybe I could turn that down a bit. Sure. So it's all about possibilities, making people aware. And they make up their own minds which bits to discard and which bits to take on. Absolutely. And we're going to dig into a few of the key topics in the book. We're also going to make sure that in today's episode, we are talking um, about development. So yeah. individual development, self-development, but also the um, importance of coaches, coaching input, really, from other people, external input that helps somebody to grow and be better. It might be in football, it might be in sport, it might be in a wider context of business or life. Yeah, kettle's boiled. Kettle's boiled. Um, we'll get ourselves uh, ready for the what have we got? It's um, green something. Today's tea is organic green tea. We are still on the lookout for 
potential tea sponsors. You don't have to be a tea maker, although there is a rather large one in our hometown um, that uh, maybe we'll talk to one day. But if you want to sponsor the tea or you want to sponsor the kettle, you could have your logos on the mugs and on the kettle. Keep that in mind, viewers. Right then, I've got four big chunky topics you want to get into. Okay, yes. Um, Maybe pick your brains a little bit, hopefully share some useful takeaways for our listeners and viewers. So today, um, I want to start with talent versus effort. Depends on you talking about natural talent, really. Well, when you mention natural talent, or be careful to say natural yeah. talent. So what, what's wrong with that then? Well, because I don't believe anyone's born naturally talented at anything. Okay. If they, you, you're born with certain innate attributes that mean that you can pick things up quicker than maybe others. So, of course, there's a famous 10,000 hours rule in this. Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. Um, some people like it, some people don't. I actually yeah. think it's a good starting point. But I'll go back to football and children because it's really the only thing I know anything about. I've had some children that can get to elite level with 5,000 hours and then there's some that can get there with 20,000 hours um, because of you know, the attributes they've been born with and their environment that they're in. So they can both still get there, it might just take some more effort yeah. than others. But I don't think anything was ever achieved in football, life, business without hard work. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, football managers, they like to have a good mix of hard workers. Yeah. And what, I mean, I don't like the word talent, but we all know what referring to, but they are some talented players and they are sure. some hard workers. If you can get a talented player that's hard working, yeah. all the better. Yeah, yeah. But you can always improve, and there's only one way to improve, and that is through hard work, persistence, dedication, effort, yeah. um, resilience, all those things that I'm sure you talk about. Um, yeah, I'm going to discuss those things. I mean, I see it a lot with the children. We get. Um, a lot of children come in. Some are pushed, mm-hmm. like pushy parents. There's a lot of that in the books, you can imagine. Um, and some come in that are completely wrapped in cotton wool and protected. Yeah. And my open sessions, you have an absolute mixture okay. there. Yeah. Um, so it's it's quite difficult. Sure. Um, because I, I believe children need to grow under a little bit of pressure. Pressure um, forms diamonds, mate. Pressure forms diamonds. Pressure forms diamonds. That is completely different every single child yeah, depending course, yeah. on what their internal motivations are for being there etc etc et so there's, there's, there's lots goes into it and the more experience yeah. you get the more you can pick out those yeah. getting the balance right between protecting your child from the world um, whilst preparing them for the world that balance between the two I think is what parenting is all about really so you mentioned there that like when, when a parent is enthusiastic and has you know high ambitions for their child yeah. to become a footballer or whatever, or when a coach is very enthusiastic yes. and thinks, you know, I'm a great coach, I've got great kids, and we could be a great team. Yeah. How can you take that enthusiasm um, and steer it away from damaging potentially that child's development? I see it a lot um, after matches. Oh, we were unlucky today, son. Fine. Um, yeah. And that's another point. You should never refer to your child's activity or sport as we. Fine. It's not. It's not a weird thing. Because a lot of dads, in particular, some mums go, "We were unlucky today." Do you think that's a subconscious oh. slip of words because it is their journey in a way? Do you think parents are sometimes? Yes, yeah, so they get wrapped up in the journey. Yeah. And, and I mean, I don't get too deep into it. Um, I've got the tangent, but you can get your identity wrapped up in it. Yeah. 
Um, and you spend a lot of time on the sidelines, a decent chunk of life. Yeah, and I, you know, I've known parents who would be pushy parents because they believe they've got a right to be pushy because they've given up their time to yeah. take them to training. Which is their stuff, not don't bring that yeah. to the kids. Right. You yeah. are really just there to facilitate your child's learning, development, sport, fun, yeah, yeah, yeah. all those things. So referring yeah. to your kids' sport is we, I see it a lot. Yeah. And we should beat these today, son. And it's not you. No. You're there to, yeah. to sit, drive the car, stand yeah. there, support, clap, yeah. be nice, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. It winds a few of the pushy dads up and get involved. But the trouble is, if your identity gets wrapped up in it and all your social media posts are about your child's football, yeah. um, we've gone to this game at the weekend, and I see it a lot, especially when they're in pro clubs. You see they've... Um, to call it signed in of, um, on right, Facebook yeah. where they are okay. locations of Tottenham Hotspur today or something like yeah. this and you scroll down their social media and it's all kids football, kids football, kids football. And when something goes wrong or, or the child um, sadly might even decide they don't want to play anymore yeah. it's big for yeah. your identity the kids identity and your identity is wrapped up in this activity of yeah. emotions. Yeah, so that's all in the book as well about how trying um, you know, get other hobbies together. Yeah, yeah. Leave the car journey, but just being a car journey. Yeah, and not, yeah. Uh, giving out advice or yeah, analysing yeah. on the way home. Just, yeah, sure. Yeah. Is there a place because just be mum and dad? Yeah. When yeah. it's time to be mum and dad, it's hard. I find it really hard, and I, I don't want to get into too much of a tangent here, but. I'm, yeah, I can't remember what your original question was, but we've gone off. Well, I'm, I, it's, it doesn't. It's fine. <laughs> I'm under sevens. Links under sevens. Yeah. I can't help it. I'm involved in everything. Mm -hmm. Not because I feel like I'm a busybody and I have to be, but more so because there was a lack of other volunteers. Yeah. I would have loved nothing better than somebody to be like, I'm doing it, and I could have my son coached by not me. Mm -hmm. Right. But unfortunately, the way that this team has formulated, I am involved. Yeah. Now, there are three sports he does two of which I am involved in. The other I have done to a high level, but I purposely stay away from, because yes. I want him to have that leadership. But there is leadership there. Whereas with the other two sports, the lack of leadership worried me, and I thought, well, I think I should be helping. Yeah. Not just not for him, but for the whole, whole team. Mm -hmm. So, on our car journeys, okay, <laughs> I like to say to him, um, what, 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 what did you read well today? And he'll go, I did this. And I won't question it, I'll just, his little way he sees the world. Um, so what do you think you can improve the next time? Yes. And he'll say, I think I should do this. And you'll be like, oh, what would that do then? And he goes, oh, this, this and this. And I'm like, oh, cool. Now sometimes I want to challenge his answers. Yeah. And I have to try really hard not to. So if, because it's hard in the car journey, because mm -hmm. I think it's, a, I get why, and I really do. Yeah. But it's really hard, I think, if I wasn't a coach and just a parent, I'm driving home, I'd still want to share my enthusiasm and like check in and maybe feel like I could help and pass on some wisdom. Yeah. What is a, if any, good way or positive way, and don't hold any anything back if you think that what I'm doing isn't necessarily constructive, what is a constructive way that a parent could engage with their child after a game? Right. Good should question. they change the, the topic completely and talk about anything? Or or could you venture into, what do you think about the game? Yeah, it's quite a lot to it, I think. Um, <laughs> only ever engage and analyse in the game in the car on the way home if the child wants to. Fine, great. So if you can get the child to bring the subject up, um, or you can sort of instigate it a little bit by yes. saying, oh, did you enjoy that today? And get it onto the topic. 
oh, why not? And, and that happens all the things that the child learns. Yes. If you're in the car um, and you're thinking, oh, I know he should have done this, he should have crossed with her, he's greedy with her, and raging, yeah. you want to get that out of him, it's probably not the best yes. um, starting point okay. with it. Um, I'm not a massive fan of analysing anyway. Yeah. If you're going to, try and Try and have three positives for the negative. So if there's one thing you want to get to that you really can't, well, yeah. then try and, you know, what, what did you enjoy about today? Sure. What did you think you did well today? Um, yeah. and, and anything else really? Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's positive. Yes. Um, and then ask them what do you think you could have done better? What yeah, you yeah, said yeah. or what do you think you could improve on? And then it might be, oh, I missed three open goals today. Then you say, well, okay, well, how do you think you can improve on that for next time? And try and get them to come up with the answers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to practice my shooting. Yeah. Brilliant. Do you think you should practice with one foot or two foot? Two feet. So then you're getting something positive out of it, and um, you're not just putting them down. You're actually saying, right, well, this is how we make sure that that improves for Mm. next time. Yeah. And it's a much more positive journey. It is only a game. And it is only a game. And this is the other thing, it's like the flip side. It's so... But it's yeah. just kicking a little ball around. Yes. But back to the car journey, just. Yeah. Um, my advice would be never let anything affect your mood as a parent. So don't get in the car grumpy because the team's lost yeah. or because you think the child's had a bad game. If you're only stopping at McDonald's on the way home when the team's won yeah. or when your child scored had a good performance, but when they haven't, you go straight home. Or if you only want to talk about things in the car when there's negative stuff, yeah. don't do it. Yeah. Or no. it, it, football, you know, love is unconditional. Yes. Shouldn't because kids find it difficult to um, distinguish between um, parents' love sure. um, and sort of the moment, if you like. Yeah. So they think, oh. Dad's upset with me. Yeah. Does he not love me because I didn't win? Yeah, because I didn't. And you're putting subconsciously putting pressure on yeah. your child. Thinking, well, the only time my dad's happy is when I scored. And then you're affecting their decision making. So next time on the pitch, they're going to yeah. be greedy and they're going to shoot. Yeah. But only want to play up front. Yeah. And you might have, you know, you might have the next John Terry or Rio Ferdinand yeah, defender, but they don't want to play up defence because they want to please dad. Yes. Because that's what I, that's what I love about the title of this book. Yeah. And I remember when you first told me about this, you said, I've got to write a book, probably about four years ago. I'm going to call it, Did You Win? Did You Score? Because those are undoubtedly the two questions that every adult asks a child. And because of what you've told me, and because we kind of share a similar, although yours is a, a little bit obviously wrote a book on it, yeah. um, my mum will say it to me all the time, like, just yeah. adults, like. Well, I have to hold myself. I've got a son as well, yeah, and yeah. I have to hold myself back yeah. from saying that sometimes I really so want to know. How's I want to know. Like, yeah. how it, like, How's the game? Do you find? Do you enjoy it? Um, I much prefer saying now to my child in any sport he does, "Were you competitive today?" Nice. Okay. Because I like him to be competitive. Yeah. Um, which sort of encapsulates his hard work, making sure it's not reliant on the result. Yeah. Um, so I, I like leaving with that question. But we all want to know, this, did you win, did you score? This is, you told me about this at uh, Castle Down, I think. Mm-hmm. In between, we used to do a bit of a radio show there together. Oh, we did do a radio and, show. And yeah. in between, when a song was playing, you said about this idea, and, and the did you score part, 
I think, and what, what do you think is that probably the most, like the strangest of the two yeah, questions so for, for a child to process? If you keep enforcing that in a child's brain, that's, an individual, age, that's an individual task, yeah. scoring and a goal. And it's black right? and white. Winning as a team. Yeah. Yes, oh, so the scoring part of it, yes. But so a child will start on time thinking, my parents or guardians, whoever's looking after them, or grannies, yeah. um, are only interested in if we've won and if I scored. Yeah. And that seeps in. Mm. Um, unfortunately, and I think we'll get onto it in a bit, um, a child can have a really good game, work really hard, do all the right things, make all the right decisions, but still have lost. Mm. Not scored. Yes. Um, so there's no context to those two very black and white questions. So a child can be disappointed if they haven't won and they haven't scored because that's all they're getting asked about. Yeah. Yeah. They've been amazing. Um, but they're miserable. Yes. Yeah. Because they haven't won and they haven't scored. They haven't won, they haven't scored, they didn't get man of the match. So, no. So yeah. don't get one's man of the match because I'm out of the whole, whole other. I had my first experience of that. Well, player of the match, we call it. Player of the match, yeah. like. Um, situation where a kid had got his dad had approached me and said like look just let you know he hasn't had it um, and he's a bit sort of upset about that and it, at the time it wasn't necessarily my decision it was like assistant kind of learning the ropes before taking it over fully and um i had a little word with him because his class his class and for me to think he would think he's no good or not as good simply because of that was like no, 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 you are class, you are a great lad, and you're a player. I was like, oh, you're, you're almost not, you're, you're almost that consistent. Yeah. But like the other kids are showing that they've improved in other things, and that's yeah. more, more, it's hard. It's I, like I, the, I the child's a four it. out of ten every week, and then suddenly they're an eight. Yeah. I, I, I actually want to do away with it, but I feel like it's, a, yeah. it's too much of an ingrained thing now that. And it's hard because they get so excited about it. I know, and it's and very is there also merit in learning that you don't always win. There is merit in that. It's hard enough. It is. There is merit in that. But um, from my experience, I used to do it, um, and it gets to the point where you realise you have to share it around everyone because yeah. some of them haven't had it. Yeah. And you start feeling guilty, whatever it might be. And you're like, please exactly. do one thing that I can pick up on. Yes. Oh, they've had a shot with their left foot. Oh, good, I can give it to them. So there still needs to be a contextual reason behind it. Yes. Otherwise, you're doing the whole, you know, eighth place trophy thing. Yes. Um, but kids, from my experience, as they get a bit older, under 10s maybe, under 11s, they realise it's shared around. Yeah. yeah. And I, I wrote in the book that I actually had one child about that age say to me they did need to play well today. Because they they'd had the um, no they had the oh, award last week so they they said no one ever gets it two weeks on the trot yeah because yeah. I'm sharing it around and trying yeah, to do yeah. the nice things so they can get my little face around. I did away with it yeah what's the point there but you know the reward for playing football should be football itself in um, rugby men's rugby uh, what we do at a you know, amateur level um, is the other team gives the man a match yes and what that does is it means you can get it a couple of times in a row yeah. um, but it's also a far more uh, objective reason for the match because you we, we couldn't handle this badly yeah. or you know you uh, I don't know whether that would ever be possible or whether there'd be any conversations that coaches could have around that yeah, I mean, it's a dead to. easy thing to implement isn't yeah. it you so, just ask the opposite coach that who do you reckon yeah some people go to parents don't they sometimes as well yeah I've seen a few different ideas about it and I, I really like that one now 
the opposite of yeah. opposition here. Because rewarding is, is a tough, like rewards obviously you talk about dopamine here, you talk about yeah. that and, and you're Don't rewarding. go too in-depth in science, but yes. But like Pavlov's dogs, you know, they do an action, they get a reward. That's kind of that psychological study, which a lot of people know about. With children, they are developing and so they're learning that rewards encourage behaviour. Yeah. Um, but discipline and taking things away maybe or restricting. What's your best advice for parents at home who might have had, okay, how should they reward their children? Yeah. Or how can, how can they? But also how can they discipline their children in a way that doesn't cause a bad relationship with football? Because you know, sometimes you're not going to football this week. Yeah, well, that's another subject. Um, with rewards, um, I don't like them either. Sounds like an organizer, aren't I? I don't like them in terms of a lot of players, and I would say now, let's say the majority of players are probably now getting paid to score goals, and that is from the under sevens yeah. up. So the car journey, score today, pound a goal, hat trick, give you a fiver. If you win, we'll go McDonald's on the way home. It's building pressure on your kid, and anything that affects their decision making yeah. is wrong. I know why they do it, because they want to influence in a positive way, and it's the easiest, and most obvious way to try and have an impact and influence something on the game, yeah. Whereas most of the time you can't do that in anything. It's the coach and well. sure. um, But I've seen it where children know that they're getting money and it affects their decision because why would they square it to their teammate to score? Yeah. They're greedy and make bad decisions. Sure. I've seen kids shoot from anywhere because they know if they get one more goal, they get McDonald's on the way home. I've I've seen so much, and it and then and then other children are. are hitting the ball from anywhere so they're just getting it touching it hitting it towards goal and just hoping that one in ten shots goes in um and it becomes a bit of a farce yeah um so i don't like that if you feel you have to reward anything reward effort and endeavor yeah so if your child has spent five hours or so in the garden practicing their free kicks for an example yeah. and then in a match they have a free kick and it goes in yeah or it's close or jaws are saved or it's whatever it is no problem with going, do you know what? You've worked so hard and your hard work's paid off. Yeah, yeah. Here's a little treat. Yeah, amazing. That is amazing. And but to do that, effort and the parents need to be full-time observation mode and not just yes. concentrating on the outcome you set. And this is what I like about this because it does put a bit of pressure on adults. Mm -hmm. Reading this book, it does. And that's a good thing because you want to, you care mm -hmm. and you want to impact positively in the game and beyond. But it, it requires a parent to look in the mirror a little bit and actually apply some of their own medicine to themselves and be like, listen, if you actually do want to show your child love and you want to show your child that you appreciate them and that you want to reinforce good behaviour, stop giving them the things that you've explained yeah. and instead pay more attention to the small decisions that they make Yeah. when you realise actually little Johnny could have stayed in and not got outside and played and practised those kicks in cold and gone on with the PlayStation again. Because yeah. as a parent, would you have even noticed? And that's that's the part that parents need to know, the pressure for observation in order to make a genuine connection around reward. You've yeah. got to be able to back it up. You can't, you can't, you can't fluff it and make it up because the kids will still go smell it out. Yeah, I mean, 
there's plenty of times I've seen a child score six, seven, eight goals in a game when the team's won 15 0, which can happen at the yeah. sevens or yeah. on the eights and got 15 easy pounds, <laughs> whatever it might be, or yeah. you know, seven, eight, seven, eight easy pounds. Well, everything should be earned, if that makes sense. So, a little tap in that someone else has done all the hard work for and you're getting a quid for. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. If, if you've done all the hard work or you've been up against it, or, you know, there's been some sort of adversity a week before you've missed a hat for the chances or you've never scored with your left foot yeah. and you score. So there's some sort of backstory to this. And let me say, you know, oh, amazing. You've had the confidence to use your left foot today. All that hard work's paying yeah. off. Yeah. Here's a treat. Yes. But I think the praise is enough. I don't think you need quids, yeah. fivers, yeah. McDonald's. Genuine connection. Yeah, just, just the praise. Yes. You know, the joy of scoring that goal and overcoming adversity, the reward should be the reward of what's happened. Yeah, and is that transfers? Kids know if they deserve it or not. Yeah, and well, if you, yeah. If you, you know, then emphasize that point. One other thing I will say is, yeah. um, I've noticed a lot of parents started to mark their children out of 10. Really? There's a chapter there. So I find that even worse than giving quiz for goals and performances because it happens to me once, and it is in the book. Um, a child was given a 10 out of 10 one week, and Dad rang me on the way home. The next morning, I was on the way home. I said, oh, perfect performance from today. Got 10 out of 10, so please. We've gone to the sweet shop, and I've let him have anything he wants, all this absolute bond. The kid had scored, I don't know, four, five, six goals. I said, oh, they're brilliant, well done. And then I was thinking, that we were playing against the team. It was a friendly, and we were playing against the team a year below. Okay. The kid just stood up front yeah, because he wants to score goals for sure. Yeah. So everyone's job is to get give the ball and yeah. score the goals. Even when he wasn't playing up front, he went up front. Um, and I thought, where does he go from here? And then, I think it was the next week, after, um, that gave him like a nine. It's like, the kid was mortified. So like, there's nowhere to go. Yes. Know, where's where's the, the line? Yeah. You can't go over the 10. So it, uh, that's that's even worse, and it you know it might be that they get an eight on them, yeah. But because they've been playing against a really tough team, top three, there's no context. The context is gone. Yeah. The context is gone. It might be that they battled hard and did, were resilient and kept going and did all the um, the life lessons that you want to instill in yourself, exactly. and yet they've come yeah. off miserable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because they're not getting 10 out of That's 10. such a key point, like all the life lessons and the qualities, because remember, it's a vehicle for development for the majority. Yes. It's not going to be a life or a career for the majority. So as a minimum, everyone needs to be treated like that until we know otherwise, right? Yeah. So the resilience, the determination, the discipline, the teamwork, yeah. all of those things transfer into later life and become Absolutely. useful traits. Yeah. Whereas the getting rewarded for tapping the goal in at the end or being greedy, or trying to do it yourself. No hard work, no effort. Right, no hard work, no no effort. That will also transfer into later life. Yeah. And I should say, no parent goes out of their way to damage their child in any way. Of course way. not, of course not. So the idea with the book and what I do is education, I suppose. Yeah. Um, making them aware of what might happen. Yeah. Because um, no one does it on purpose. Yeah, you know, sometimes I explain to people, uh, it's really difficult conversation and I've done it much and I don't like doing it. I said, you're putting all their goals on Facebook yeah. every week. Just thinking, you don't really need to do that because you're now looking for something every week that you can put on Facebook to yeah. get your 
adulation. And then it's the hey, look, look at what Nate said about your goal. Yeah. Look what, look, and then that, then the next time you say, why, why hasn't mum and daddy put my goal on there this time? And I haven't run a team for a little while now. I have visions of matches now, and you'll probably know more than me, of just people's phones out all the time recording because they're desperate to capture a moment or, or, or a goal. Yeah. You know, it's not fun. Watch no, the game. Put your yeah. phone away, watch the game, enjoy the game. Yeah. You know? That's a whole other thing. And exactly. going back to the car journey, should have said, enjoy your car journey. Yeah. Because parents, that's golden time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if it's just you taking you know, your child. Yeah. Don't waste it on. Yeah. That's life. Negative yeah. emotions. That's, that's life. Those are the things you'll miss yeah. when it's all exactly. gone, when they quit at under 13, under 14, yeah, and they yeah. want to do something else. Yeah. I miss those car journeys. Yes. You're wasting that valuable father, son, mother, son, mother, daughter, whatever yes. it might be, time on something that's really not that important in the grand scheme of things. But that time you. together, so precious. Yes. Don't waste it. You're in a box yeah. for, you know, 20, 30 minutes. And if you can say, have a rule, which I've tried with my kids, I, I had a bit late, is no phone. Five, so yeah. we'll chat, this is our time, we'll chat, yeah. we want to chat, that we'll chat, it's golden time. Mm. Don't waste it on being grumpy and saying, you should have done this, should have done that, I can't believe you lost this, how unlucky were we today? Yeah. All this, and, and all of that excuses and luck and things take away from the life lessons. Yeah, that's right, that's so key. That's, that is vital. Yeah. The referee was poor today, cost us three goals, should have been a pen, can't believe we hit the post. Can't believe the coach picked so and so again at the back. We'd have won if we'd have kept with this or so and so and got. Yeah. yeah. I've got a list of them in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's only it's a big list, but it's only a few of them. That's pollution, and, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You need to face up to it today. Yeah. Yeah, we lost. Why did not what exactly, we Exactly, yeah, and not be afraid to do that with, with young ones. Yeah. I think if you can get to <clears throat> excuse me, or when you can get to a point as a as a kid or an adult, but you know, any stage of life. When you're playing sport where you can learn to respect your opponent because if it was them you can't do the thing you love yeah that changes everything for me i go into play rugby now and i'm thinking fair play to these lads because if they didn't turn up i wouldn't have been able to yeah. do what i enjoy doing today and fair play for roughing me up a bit fair play for being better yeah. than me you know oh, because you. i've learned from yeah. that experience now yeah. which you take away if you're blaming something else yeah, the pitch the referee the opposition coach it's, it's endless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop doing that. Exactly. Um, and, you know, what's what's the opportunity here? What's the opportunity your, here? Like I say, in the book, you know, never miss the opportunity to instill a life lesson. Yeah. Which you take away with excuses. Excuses do block a lot of the learning. Yeah, massively. Yeah. yeah. So um, we'll move on now okay. to our quick five questions. Oh goodness. Okay. Now, you haven't um, got any in front of you, so do you know these off by heart? Oh, I do have them in front of me. I just oh, don't I want you to see them. I just don't want you to see them. Okay, they're a secret. Um, so we've got, we have got <clears throat> sorry, Perry. Yes. Author of Did You Win? Did You Score? Yeah, Seasoned football coach. Yeah. Twenty years in the bag. Uh huh. I have got fifteen questions for you, and the fifteen questions yeah. um, symbolise the fifteen years that we've known each other. Oh, okay. We first met in a charity football match. Shock, yes, football related. 15 years ago. Do you remember it? I do, yeah. I, 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 I trying to score the winning penalty. Yes, scored the winning penalty. We won on penalties. It was a great day. Um, so I never forget it. Fractured my elbow. Yes, you did. Still yeah. took a penalty at the end. Stayed the whole game. Yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't have to get a 
came on sling after that. And I'd noticed the goalkeeper hadn't died for any of the previous penalties, so I was brave and went, yeah, I'll take the fifth one or whatever it was, because I knew he'd have died for the rest. Yeah, so I wasn't yeah. that brave, I just wanted the glory. <laughs> and then <laughs> we actually I think we bundled you at the end. Yes, we did. It's yeah, on it YouTube good. somewhere, actually. Yes, it is. same Sunday league team for a few seasons. It was tough, we learned a few things from that. Yeah, and that was good, that was good fun. That. And um, I always remember in the Wayhill Fair, uh, which is not open anymore, um, you and me sat at the bar after your last game. Oh yeah. And I think you're going to knock it on the head, that's my last game, we've had a pint together, I don't think there was anyone else there. And I said to you, what advice have you got for me? And you went, try and play at the highest level you can, because yeah. then you'll know. Yeah. And I took that on and pushed myself in football. And rugby, then, didn't you as well? Well, this is what I mean. So then that had a knock-on effect because I did two seasons and figured out that's my ceiling. I don't really want to carry that on, so I'm going to change into rugby. And I'm not saying it's all because of you. What I'm saying is that conversation, <laughs> so the and then the rest it just season. let me think, actually, I don't want to be regretting that. I don't want to be getting 10, 20 years down the line going, I think I could have. I want to know. Yeah. So that then spurred me on to go and do those things. So 15 questions. Okay. And by the way, thank you for that moment. No, no, because well, I always regretted not doing that. So you I passed the wisdom on. Yeah, I preferred playing uh, a level below what I was probably capable of. I just found it a bit easier. I had to get more internal rewards, I could score more goals yeah. and all that. And never really. But you knowing that has yeah. influenced how you look at this whole thing now. Yeah, yeah. The advice you pass on to other people, and as a result of that moment and that cognitive process. We've now shared it with these viewers as well. Yes, I've almost forgot. <laughs> You've forgotten. <laughs> so, 15 questions, mate. Yes. Um, quick fire. All right. Thank goodness. All right. Question one What inspired you to write Did You Win? Did You Score? Um, just the frustrations of all the experiences I had, a lot of them were negative within children's football. I think I've got to help these things. There's so much you can influence and help. Yeah. And help. Just seeing children who I thought have got the chance, not just of getting to an elite level, um, but staying in the game for life, sure. and then the decisions that their parents were making yeah. actually mean that I was getting less and less and less likely that they were doing it on purpose. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, I can't get around to everyone, yeah. so I can write a book, nice. and I do a podcast as you know, other as well, yes. to try and get the message out there. So a lot more of my work now is. Parent education, and that's not good for us. But it's it's difficult for parents, and especially difficult for football, because we all think we're experts in football. Yes. This is I hadn't really appreciated that fact until recently, I suppose. Um, especially with the book, a lot of I'd love you to read that because I know I played played a bit of football, <laughs> and then what you end up doing is just what how you were taught, Precisely. doing the same things that your parents did as you, and the cycle goes on. So, um, so yeah, and uh, we all know we're experts in football because we watch you watch Man United, watch England, whatever, and you're there going, I can't believe he's brought him on. Yeah, yeah. I can't believe he's playing him again. Starting, we're all experts. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think I'm that happens. Sure experts. I don't think that happens in rugby. No. You'll know more than me. It's starting to get a bit there. Is it a little bit? But um, especially with any other activity that I find with kids and with mine, 
that's basketball, and you go, stage coach, and that, you know, I think you let me get on with it. The coaches know what they're doing, they've got more experience than me, so I facilitate the yeah. Football, oh, I can't believe I've done that way. Should have done this, should have done that. Yeah, yeah. We're all experts at whatever level you play. Sunday league football, never played before. Yeah. Um, interestingly, the ex pros that I worked with from when I was a chart athletic and playing in the South, but the ex pros um, that I talked to, they let their kids get on with it. Amazing. The majority. Yeah. And they just sit back and go, they know that I played at a level. If they want my advice, they'll come and ask yeah, me. Yeah, that's great. And I've seen that thing more. That's cool. Sunday league players, they tend to be the ones because maybe they're a bit frustrated that they could have played higher, should have played higher. Yeah, yeah. Higher, or, self, so yeah my kids could have played higher level than I did. Yeah, I'm going to help them. Yeah, they might be pushing in this direction, that direction. Yeah. I know best. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. So it's very difficult to educate yeah. parents, and of course, with kids, no one likes to be told how they should bring up their kids. So you've got both factors there: you've got football and kids. Very very personal. No one's going to tell me how I should do my kids bring them up. So yeah, you yeah, get yeah. a lot of fight back. Yeah, well, well done well. for doing it, having the courage to do it because it will open it up. Yeah. You know, for a lot of people. What you're saying, but it opens actually, up discussion, which is cool. Course. And that's what, you know, we're trying to extend now. Yeah. I know that was the first of the quick fire round. Sorry. I want to just touch a little bit on the notion of space. You mentioned it a little bit there about some of the higher kind of um, the clubs they give their, their yeah. players space. I'm a big. Um, and Phil Jackson, the coach of the Bulls and the Lakers. Okay, yeah, yeah. He won 11 rings, book 11 rings. He talks about um, when he was managing Dennis Rodman and said that with Rodman, you just gave him space. Yeah. You just you just watched him. You just let him have the field mm -hmm. and you just watched what he did in there. And then it taught you everything you need to know about what turned him on, what turned him off, and what you need yeah. to do, how you need to manage him. Instead of maybe trying so hard to say, Dennis, you need to do this, Dennis, you need to do that, because he was a bit of a different, a more elusive player, he would just observe, watch him. And do we tend to overmanage and overcoach sometimes? Yeah, and overparent. And overparent. Um, observing it is the key there, and, and it works with the kids as well. If, if the child's always told where to stand, what to do, what they should have done, could have done, what to do in this situation, if the ball's over there, you should be over here. Um, and it's constant, constant, constant on them. Um, one, you're not letting them grow and develop actually. And two, as parents and coaches, we're never gonna work out what child's capable of. Yeah. Because we're seeing it through what we would do in those situations. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you might be saying to your child, get in the box, do this, do that. Um, they might be a better player than you. You might see differently. We all want our kids to be better yeah. players than we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, more money, be, have a big house. We, we all want our yeah. kids to be to be better, so we try and push that. But sure. you might be telling future Zidane or Ronaldo, <laughs> yeah. don't do that there. Yeah, yeah. You should do this. But um, it's a great story with me. Was I went to a final side tournament with all the parents watching, felt under pressure. Long story short, I tipped up in my van with my logos on the Southampton Football Club logo, and knew everyone wanted to beat us, and felt a bit of pressure on some new players. That was my first, so I got into sort of PlayStation mode. Yeah. There's also a bit of with parents, um, with coaches, sorry, but I think if we lose, it's not going to be my fault. Everyone can see it's not my fault because I'm telling everyone what to do. Yeah. They're not doing it. Yeah. 
you know what I mean, mate, it's them. Yes. Isn't it that? Yeah. You can't even realise. So I'm doing that, yeah. got sucked in. Um, and this lad got the ball nearly on the side and he was facing that way. We're shooting that way. And I said, pop it off. Pop it off. Right. So the defender, thinking he could play it then into the channel. Yeah. Typical stuff. Ball's down that end. We've got him turned. And he kind of looked as if he was going to do that. Croy's turned the defender. So the defender thought he was going to do that. Zip for crossed it, scored. And from that moment, that probably the moment that biggest impact in my life. Yeah. Shut up. Man. Yeah, nice, yeah. Done. Amazing. <laughs> and then I, when I ran teams from then on, I was still on the sideline and I would not say a word. Yeah. In fact, when the game was going on, you might be able to do this, I used to bring players over. Yes. Oh, the game's going on. Even if they scored, I'd ignore it. Yes. I'd just go, you know, maybe you could do this or why do you think that? And I'd be having a development conversation. Yes. Parents hate that you have to educate the parents why you're doing it. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, so I used to get stick. You never give them guidance, you never shout. I'm like, well, how am I going to learn about my players? Yeah, yeah. We're only doing what I've told them. Yeah, great. I want to know what they're about. Yes. Then it might get to a stage when they're under 10s and 11s, you know what they're about. Yeah, yeah. And then the individual training can happen. And then you can touch them on. Yeah. Yeah, and go, this is what you're good at, this is what you're sure. You're never going to know if it's like your job today is to stop in scoring. You, you know, your job today is to get crosses in the box or whatever. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you might be the next best defender. You don't yeah. need to learn Just about exposing the players. them to the space. Yeah, so that give they them space. Make their own decisions and see where they're at naturally, and then go from there. Love that. And when you explain it, everyone goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, I get it." Yeah, yeah. But it's so easy to get sucked in. And yeah, of I'm not perfect. I still shout sometimes. And yeah. Well, it's hard, but you just you know and you can wind it in next time. Well, you're, if it's a match, you're all there to win. Yeah. Parents want to win, kids want to win, you want to win, and you get sucked into that. <laughs> and a lot of people go, well, we're a development club. You're not really, are you? You yeah. just want to win. Yes. You're recruiting players to help you win. Yeah. Um, yes. And we all know it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it is, it's, it's difficult to get parents with development and try to get a result. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. good. Good piece, mate. Um, right, let's get on there. Quick fire now, though. Yeah, sorry. Well, well, yeah. Um, I right. do talk about it, so I do a podcast. It's good. It's good to have you here. <laughs> What's the most important skill you think a young footballer should develop? Resilience. Resilience. Um, who was your footballing hero growing up? Roberto Baggio. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. What's one piece of advice you would give to uh, a parent of a young aspiring athlete? Uh, remember, it's their game, not yours. Remember, it's their game, not yours. All right, what do you think is the biggest mistake that you see youth coaches making? Biggest mistake youth coaches make? Yeah. Um, technically and tactically and things, they don't maximise their time. So I know it's not quick fire, but I saw something just the other day, someone sent it to me, starting off a new session or whatever it was, um, and their kid's in lines, and they were doing turns. So one kid took a turn, went to the cone, did a turn, went back. So you've then got six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven kids who aren't developing, and that kid might not have got the gist of it and not want to. Nobody's got anything out of that. Thirty minutes doing that. Yeah. I once timed someone's session, and it took eighteen minutes for them to get the ball back. Yes. So anything, if you're doing turns, you're doing skills to beat, or whatever topic you want to get into, try and give them a ball each. Get them all doing it. The trouble is, it looks. Chaotic, mm -hmm. and a lot of coaches think they're under pressure because parents are watching and you want to yeah. aesthetically be. Yeah. You have to have some kahunas, yeah, yeah, say yeah. that, to uneducate parents. This is what yeah. I'm going to do. It's my session that I'm putting on for these kids. This is the reason. More is learned through randomness and chaos than through structure 
being told what to do. That's such a great thing. Like I got taught that two weeks ago, as in you coached it to me. We had a, a, a guy come back who's been away for a few months as a manager at coaching rugby. And he, I play number 10, so I like to be very structured. I like to know my plays, my calls from where. Yeah. And he said to me, he said, um, he said, we need more chaos from you. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, you're very structured, you're very routine, very organized, but they read it really quickly. And sometimes you learn more than chaos. So yeah. Sometimes I want you to do that, but don't do that. Yeah. And do something else. Unpredictable. And I'm thinking to myself, right, so you mean I can try things if I think, okay, things are getting predictable, I can try something different, and that's okay. He's like, yes. Okay. You know, and so I guess it also highlights the fact that we can never see our own blind spots. And so having someone on the sideline as a coach, a mentor, um, a manager, even in a business context as well, can just say, hey, what about this? That's a really good coach because they try to improve you as an individual. Yeah. I think a lot of managers and coaches get sucked into only worrying about the team. Yeah. And there's a massive difference between team coaching and individual coaching. Poles apart, yeah. and I think a lot of team coaching and management is how have I got to get this group of players to work together with their strengths that they've got now yes. to get a result. Yes, completely different to Same in business how can I get this child to improve, yeah. that child to improve, um, stay loving the game, life lessons, all those things. Yeah. That's the sound bit you are, right. but um, that's ultimately important, and you want to improve them. All the footballers too. For example, and that's a quick fire, because I do individual coaching and we're not a team, yeah. I can work six weeks on week for only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No team coaches or managers are going to do that because no. they want to organise them. So what football's become now is what happened in your last game? Yeah. What can we do in the next game? Yes. Very small. Sure. Last game, next game. Yeah. So your training session is all planned around. Yeah. And your team selection. Yeah. Tiny little window, you need to think bigger than that as team coaches, yeah. Longer term for their development, sure. Fun, mm. everything, yeah. yeah. So nice. we, we all get sucked into that tiny little thing, yeah. Yeah, I like it. Right then, now obviously, we, we only play Sunday League, mate. But what what's uh, how's the game changed since we played together those years ago? Cool, locally or globally? Globally, it's more of a time map, really. We played together what 2013, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I notice it more with the children um, rather than us adults, but the game is changing. I was thinking about this just the other day. For example, FA Cup final day when I was a kid, and I've got a few years on you, but I might have been the same with you. FA Cup final day was massive. Yeah. I would get up early, they'd have cameras watching the teams have breakfast, they'd yeah. have cameras on the coach to the game, and all that. That sort of thing doesn't happen anymore. Um, kids don't play in the garden tending to be their own players, it's their favourite players anymore yeah. as much as they used to. Yeah, yeah. So I used to be Baccio or Format, Patini or whatever, and we try and get their characteristics. And they don't do it now because they can just plug in FIFA or whatever and they can be easy down. They can, yeah. you know, they can yeah. play the FA Cup final themselves. Yeah. You know, my life. Probably would sit and watch the FA Cup final a little bit, but be on the sky. You know, it's not a big thing. So um, the world has changed in, in that context. You're not going to go out and be, I don't know, Ronaldo or Messi. Yeah. Because 
you can go and be there on the PlayStation. Yeah. And yeah, too much effort. And the world's changed as well. Like we used to play on the street. Um, until the lights, you know, yeah. so it got dark, the light went. Um, nowadays, it's happening yeah. for a variety of reasons. So, mm. unfortunately, now children that are interested in football, you just take them to a team. Yes. Or something like me, private academy type thing. Um, there's none of that playing on the street for the next. Believe it or not, I think the best footballers in the world all work in that way. Yeah. No structure. Yeah. Football's too overcoached, too structured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing with your mates, learning what works, what doesn't, learning what winds yeah. people up, yeah. what doesn't, learning to handle yourself a little bit in certain situations. Yeah. Um, then against yeah. older kids, yeah. younger yeah. kids, and yeah. interesting enough, kids when they're left alone will work out what's fair and what's fine. Yeah. So it might be you're playing in the street on the park. And you're winning nine more. Yeah. Kids will all time to go, this isn't fair, we'll yeah, put yeah. you here, we'll put you here. Yeah. Even we'll make your goal bigger, yeah, make yeah. ours smaller. Yeah. You remember we did all of these yeah, things yeah, yeah. naturally to make things fair. Kids want yeah. fairness, they want competition. That's interesting. Managers and coaches yeah. who are in five or six or seven sure. nothing about fairness. Yeah. Yeah. And they might start feeling guilty when it gets to double figures and yeah, yeah. take a player off or something like that. They start throwing the players come off. So sure. it, it's difficult. But kids naturally to find ways to make things fair. Yeah. So much development opportunities are missed because kids just don't play anymore. Yeah. Well, mate, getting back on the quick. Yeah. quick Sorry, mate. Sorry. What's the funniest thing, um, funniest interaction you've ever had with a kid in football? Funniest interaction I've ever had. It wasn't funny at the time, but I remember a, a goalkeeper that let in a goal and we kicked off and we were sulking about it and like this against the post like that. We kicked off and gave the team gave the other team the ball and they just went forward and scored another one because it was still like this. And and my personally, I um I did score a goal once, which wasn't a goal, but I ran off celebrating and turned around and the game was still going on and the ball got stuck on the line. <laughs> and someone had bundled me and everything, it was really embarrassing. But yeah, it's fun this moment. That's good. That's the one. Fair. Um all right, good. What do you think is the key to balancing coaching and parenting if you're the parent coach? What's the key? In a, in if a you're way? a parent coach, yeah. um, be mum or dad when you're at home, be coach or manager when you're coach and manager, never mix the two. Okay, like that. That's very important. Um, all right, in an alternate universe, if football didn't exist, what sport do you think would be the number one sport in the world? Bear in mind, everyone who loves football would have to fall somewhere. Yeah, I just think it's so good a game they've invented it again. Do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah. Or some version of it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, if you could time travel to any historic football match and watch it live, which one would it be? Um, ooh, I'd love to have watched the 1970 Brazil team. Nice. Probably the final in the World Cup. Yeah. Nice. And then, and then obviously that would be special. Um, What's the best way to deal with a setback or a loss in coaching? What, for the players or for yourself? For the coach. For the coach, um, as I've already said, look for the opportunity in that to develop and prove yeah. so that it doesn't happen again. So take the, take the lessons from it. Never dwell, get back on it, go again because that's how resilience is, is built. It's resilience that we all need in sport and life. Indeed. Out of all the drills that you can do, What's the one we kids just love the most? 
still probably shooting. Is it? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Um, but again, if you're going to do shooting drills, try and get everyone involved. Don't have lines for the first turn. Yes. Okay. Nice. What would you change? What What is the one rule that you would change in football if you could pick one? One rule I would change in football. In general, the yeah, in the game, yeah, the adult game, um, the handball rule, yeah, and just no one really knows what's going on, so I think it's probably easier to pick. But yeah, handball, either it is or it isn't, or it's deliberate or it's not. Let's have some sort of clarification of it. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, and what's next for you in your coaching journey? Coaching journey. Um, well, I've written the book. Yes. And the danger with writing the book is I feel I've done it now. Yes. And actually the hard work really starts now, so I should be promoting it and stuff, which I haven't been to be honest. So I need to start getting it out there. Yeah. Come and have a go at come and buy the book. Come and buy the book. It's available on Amazon. Did you win? Did you score? Just type in my name, Cody Cocking, you'll you'll find it. Yes. Um or I've got a Facebook page as well, Cody Cocking author. Yeah. Stuff on there as well. Um, so I'd like to get it out as an e-book as well, yeah. to make it more accessible. Maybe an audio book, I don't fancy reading it myself, but it's a, it's a possibility. Um, and I would love to develop an online um, coaching programme, right. so that um, children can learn at home. In the right way, just then the ball, no distractions, mastering the ball, mastering the game. So that's something. Maybe with your help, with that time, yeah. Maybe we can help. Yeah, yeah. Help. Um, Watch this space. Yeah. So th those are the things that are on my horizon. Okay. Well, hey, we'll continue with the podcast, which, which I'm yeah, on. well, we we'll have to switch roles and uh, come yeah. and have a look. You're on the list, Tommy. Don't worry about that. But, um, thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing a tea on tea with Tommy G, talking about did you win, did you score, and all things to do with coaching children, not just in football in general, but a couple of things as well that we can take away as adults when it comes to our development. And that so, looks for you, by the way, Tommy. Is it really? I'll have you to sign it as well. And speaking of signing, we have to also sign the kettle. Sign the kettle. On tea with Tommy wow. G. So, let's get that done now. Double whammy. Oh, it was a TV show years ago. Don't forget to sign it. Yeah. Where it's on the desk. That's the inspiration for the kettle. Do the book first. Okay. And he's got the glass on now, Tommy. It's a big one, Tommy, I'm not sure. Yeah, we can mess about with it. Yes. That's me. Just fold that back so it doesn't smudge. Beautiful. Okay, yeah, and keep the lid off. Because now kettle. On so Action. people are just sort of writing their names, Name like, or little bit of a little trip, that's links one, a bit of a trademark kind of whatever okay. you want to do. So I put Pez. Go on then. Pez up. Go little number 10, just my favourite. I'm not going to smile your face. Okay. There we go. And then little photo with the with you and me and the kettle. Oh, that's that's the answer after that. And uh, make it up. Good. Sweet. Thank you, mate. Thank you very much, sir. That was awesome. Loved it. Cool. And then we'll cut straight. Yeah. Off.
cool. Why? Magic. It's always better with the heat wrong, wasn't it?